What does a best friend look like? What are the things we're supposed to do as friends? What are attributes of a best friend? We're going to look at that today. You're listening to Parenting on Purpose with Dr. Bob and Rosemary Barnes this week. I'm your host, Ruthie J, and uh, we've been talking about how your spouse actually can be your best friend uh, and to choose for that to be a priority in your life. You don't just have a working relationship mm-hmm. with the person you live with. You want it to be more. It was designed to be more than that. Yeah, it's not only can, it should be, and it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of work to become best friends with your spouse in a culture that you know, really doesn't understand friendship anyway, let alone having a best friend. We're very lonely in our culture. And then you add the cyber element that we actually think these are our friends. Mm -hmm. God has called us to get to a point in the marriage, to work towards a point in the marriage where a husband and wife, different genders, different temperaments become best friends. And I think it's helpful to do that today, just to spend a little time and even looking at attributes, looking at biblical attributes for becoming a best friend. It's wonderful that God, when he desires for us to have certain disciplines in our lives, that he gives us verses that talk about that very thing that he wants from us. And so it's very helpful to look in, and it's amazing how God does address this issue of friendship. And the first attribute, I think, that we want to look at for just a few minutes is best friends are loyal, Mm. are loyal Mm. to one another. Proverbs 17, 7, a friend loves at all times. And I think that's very helpful to address this issue of loyalty. You need to remember that when you're a little upset. (laughs) Yes. Having an argument. Well, am I a friend or a fan? Yeah. yeah. I, I need to choose that this marriage thing. When God said becoming one flesh, the hilarious picture here is my right hand is so mad that my left hand just spilled the water that I'm going to get a hammer in my right hand and smack my left hand. And yet the whole being feels pain if that happens. Mm-hmm. And so this picture of being loyal at all times. And I got to tell you, I've been in some scenarios where I've seen some people be very disloyal to their spouse. Such a Well, I've heard some people make some very disparaging comments about Mm -hmm. their spouse. Mm -hmm. I've heard some people make some very negative comments about their spouse. I've heard some husbands make some negative comments about how their spouse, how their wife cooks or whatever you want, wherever you want to go. And I'm sure, Rosemary, you ladies uh, who talk more about your marriages than we do (laughs) have heard people make some very disparaging, women make some very demeaning comments about my husband. Right. I I, I agree, and um, I think that um, we need to be very, very careful of that. I think that loyalty, we wouldn't do that to a same-gender friend, hopefully. We wouldn't be gossiping about them, hopefully. We wouldn't be say, uh, passing on information that uh, about a friend that somebody else doesn't know. And I think sometimes we feel legitimately that it's okay if it's a spouse. And it's very sad because here is supposed to be the most important relationship under heaven, um, and we, we can tend to be very disloyal with our mouths. But what if you do have maybe just some marriage issues you need to get through and you have your best friend that you grew up with and you do everything while you go shopping with her and all that. And shouldn't you just have that one person that you can just let it all out of course, hopefully that person is safe enough too. You know, they're not going to be uh, coming out telling her husband or whatnot and sharing right. all the information. But isn't that healthy to have 
that kind of friendship where you can kind of vent a little about your marriage? I think that your word safe is a pivotal word. And I remember early on in those first 10 years of marriage when Bob and I were trying to figure out what friendship meant as a couple, that there was a woman that was very safe. She was a very mature and godly woman. And I didn't go over to talk to her about just slamming my husband. I would go with questions. It was very purposeful. It was, I need to ask you this. Is this just me? Or is this male? Mm -hmm. Or is this him? And if so, what's your advice on how to deal with it? So I think the person that you pick, I think sitting around the lunch table with five friends and all just gossiping about how men are all so strange is not a healthy, safe environment in which to do that. You know, we're in a time where some of the television uh, sitcoms just bash marriage. They bash each other. Totally. It's horrible. And so if we're not careful, we get caught up in that and we miss. I agree with you, Rosemary. I, I think, Ruthie, your words safe. Is this a godly person who has wisdom or am I just looking for somebody to dump on? And that person on the other end, we have to discern, why are they listening to me? Are they listening to collect information or are they listening to help? Or is this a godly listener? So yes, I do think it's helpful to have somebody, but it's helpful to have somebody who is a godly and is going to point me back to the marriage and point me back to the marriage. And, and to scripture and, and to the yes, Lord. Yes, exactly. Point me back mm-hmm. to a godly marriage and give me some input. And you, Rosemary, you've had those people and I've had those people who are going to point me back. This is your wife. Let's talk about how to deal with this. This is mm-hmm. your husband. Let's talk about how to deal with it. It needs to be the right person, not just anybody who will listen. Mm-hmm. And to remind you that some things are normal right. marriage right. issues and that some things are just kind of funny. You just have right. to deal with it. You right. know, exactly. So that's comforting too. Right. Yeah, I think we need to be loyal. And yes, I do agree. There are times when we need to have a person maybe we can share with, but that person's going to point us back to our marriage and maybe from a different perspective. So one of the things about best friends is you see that best friend is loyal. What else? And then I think that another one is um, best friends share with each other. They share in several uh, capacities, and one of them is by listening. You share by hearing. You share by receiving what they're saying. James 1, 19 talks about that. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And it's just almost a humorous verse in the sense that it's just usually the opposite is how we usually function. We usually are quick to get angry, and you better listen to what I have to say. And the last thing we generally do as human beings is listen to the other person. So that's a very convicting verse and something that we need to really embrace and again, choose and be grown up about how we're dealing with conflict by listening to the other perspective. I think one of the most needy things in our culture today is most people don't have any listeners. (laughs) They don't have anybody that's willing to share the time. Right. Share the moment. Share their ears. Everybody's got a, a something they need to say, and we take no time to share. We're so busy, and and we believe that our children's filling our children's lives with activities is more important than having a time to share with each other, which leaves the marriage very vulnerable. Especially in this age of social networking. We've already mentioned that, I think, uh, one of the days before, but we're tweeting and we're Facebooking and we're texting people. So and, funny to hear me say that because Rosemary is on Twitter now, so it's it's a new day, yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes, yes. I've, I've stepped into the cyber yes, world. Yes, yes, yes. But well, anyway. You've tiptoed into the doorway, I yes, let me say that. Slightly yes, slightly yes. tweeting. 
But we're so busy with that. I remember speaking to a young woman uh, this weekend. I spoke at a marriage conference, and she said, you know, I'm almost just exhausted because I'm having to check my email, my texting, my this, my that, my that, my other thing. And we think that that's communicating to send out a thought or where we're having a cup of Starbucks coffee or something, and we're not communicating. And so I think it's we're losing the art of just sitting, unplugging, looking at each other in the eye, and listening to each other, and even learning to open up and share our hearts, because we're so used to little quick you know messages that we're sending out. Well, we're so we're so used to quick answers and move on. I don't have time to really listen. We just get to the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think part of that is best friends is also we're wise in what we say back. Best mm-hmm. friends are wise in and how they respond. Best friends when they listen, then they're wise in their response. Let me give you uh, the right response here. Let me point you back to God. And everybody's looking for that. Could I just have somebody that would listen and then and not battle me on this or not take somebody else's just point me in the right direction, Mm -hmm. which points me to another thing that best friends do. Best friends show gestures of friendship for Mm -hmm. each other. Best friends actually look for ways to do things Mm -hmm. for the other person that's even sacrificing themselves. Mm -hmm. That's what a best friend does. You know, is there something that I can do if I'm listening and hearing? Is there something that I can do that perhaps is really even out of my temperamental makeup to encourage that person Mm. in their way. For example, this is a fun one. I have a lot of fun ones on Bob, but being a, we talked about temperaments a couple of days ago, being a beaver, buying flowers for his wife just seems like a total waste of time because within three or four days- They're dead. They die. They're already dead. The branches cut away. (laughs) They can't sprout roots. I know. There's nothing nothing profitable. It doesn't grow into more flowers. They're dead. Yes. Right. I finally said that publicly. Okay, go ahead. So, (laughs) spend however much money to buy flowers just makes no sense. But that is something that is such a small little thing that he has done for years where he would swing by um, Fresh Market or something and pick up some flowers for me and because he knew how much it blessed me and it was it made no sense to him. It was out of his temperamental zone, but he knew it was something he could do to respond to a need in my life. My husband and I joke about this area a lot because we have different love languages that uh-huh, have been defined, uh-huh. and we're completely opposite. Mm-hmm. So one is physical touch. You like to just you know have the back rubs and all that, and the other can't stand doing it. <laughs> and then the opposite. One has, you know, help me around the house. Why? <laughs> you know, really? That's like torture. Wow, <laughs> come on. And so getting to the point of saying, I'm going to do this mm-hmm. because of the relationship, exactly. not because I like to do it. We kind of think that best friends should always enjoy the same thing. Right. But you're talking about a marriage mm-hmm. where Learning. to be a best friend, I have to do what I don't like to do. It's right? a fan if you're all doing the same thing. It's a friend if I'm doing it for you. I don't like to do it, but I'm sacrificing sacrificing me for it. I'm putting me aside for it. So here's a great story. I get a call late at night. I have a friend of mine who drives up from Miami. I get a call late at night and he says, hey, I'm on I-95. I'm out of gas. I've been calling home. I'm losing my phone. Can you keep calling her and telling her where I am? And I say to him, tell me where you are. He says, oh, Bob, it's 10 o'clock. I know you're done. Uh, You're probably not even dressed anymore. Just tell me where you are. I want to know where you are. Tell me, I'm bringing the gas can. You don't need to call her. I'm coming. So I show up. I, you know, He tells me finally. I get it out of him. I'm begging him to let me come bring him gas. I go get a gas can from the garage, uh, from the lawnmower gas can, go fill it up with gas, run out to 
to his car, drive out to his car on 995, put the gas in. I actually thank him. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for calling me. You need to call me. I'm happy to do this, man. No big deal. So I've done it. I've shown a gesture of friendship to my friend. And a couple of weeks later, I, I'm getting ready to leave work. And uh, Rosemary calls the office and she says, hey, on your way home, can you stop by Farm Stories and pick up some milk? I'm out of milk. And I say, you're kidding me, right? You're kidding me. I've got to drive across four lanes of traffic to go into Farm Stories and then try to get four lanes back going. In the- you're kidding me. How can you forget a staple like milk? And I know that the angels are saying to God, is this when we take Bob out right here? He does it for this guy who lives 10 miles away and the lady he sleeps with why? in the same bedroom. He- yes. Why, why is that? Why is that? Because, because we're- we live in the flesh. Ooh, let's just spiritualize this whole broadcast. Yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. We're trying to be nice for other people, friends for other people, but the gestures of friendship. When I realized what I had said to her as I'm getting the milk, I'm thinking, because the farm stores is right next to the gas station. This was such a good thing from God. The farm stores is right. And God and and the angels are saying, is he going to get this, Lord? Is he going to get this? Because if not, we're shutting his car down right here. And I realized, how sad is this? This is the relationship that counts, the marriage relationship. Best friends look forward, work at finding gestures of friendship that are out of their comfort zone that they do for the other person. And the other person may not even get it because it's unnatural to them. Mm -hmm. It's easy for them. Mm -hmm. It's no big deal for them. It's not their temperament for them, but we're doing it for Christ. Mm -hmm. And it expresses a friendship. So show gestures of friendship. That's one. What's another one? And I think that kind of leads into another one. Best friends strive to become great encouragers. Great encouragers. And I think part of that gestures of friendship really leads into that. How can we encourage one another? Hebrews 3.13. But encouraging one another day after day. And again, that's so personal. That's so personalized. How you know? How can I encourage him? How can I encourage her? Maybe in different seasons of our life, it will look a different way. But just again, learning and being watchful of a way that we can encourage one another. Who is your greatest encourager in life? It needs to eventually be your spouse. I need to be my spouse's greatest encourager. That's what best friends do. You know best friends are going to show up. We need to work at being each other's greatest encouragers so that we need to learn to understand each other to the point where this would be encouraging for her. Best friends work at this relationship, and we need to work at this relationship in the marriage relationship. You've been listening to Parenting on Purpose with Dr. Bob and Rosemary Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm your host, Ruthie J. If you want to find out more about Sheridan House Family Ministries, the resources there about parenting, about marriage, and uh, lots of other things that support the ministry, too, go online to shfm.org. If you want to support the children's homes of Sheridan House, you can even do that right now conveniently on your cell phone. Just text two letters, SH, and send it to 41518. That'll add $10 to your cell phone and send it directly to the ministry to help those children's homes. And to hear this program again, as we have been digging into this topic of becoming your spouse's best friend, you can listen to it live, completely free. Sign up to get it automatically. It's all on one site, parentingonpurpose.org. And we hope you'll join us tomorrow as we conclude this series of becoming your spouse's best friend here on Parenting on Purpose.